I thought you kind of do it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about introing her. So you're talking about introing the podcast. Yeah, but I'm definitely you keeping this. This will definitely, definitely do. This will okay. Be the intro for the yeah. Podcast, it's for like, sure. you want to introduce? And I'm like, sure, I'll introduce her. And then I'm used to you, like, saying, welcome to the Mullet of the yes, Podcast. So welcome. Dr. Richard Mullet. Yeah. So welcome, everybody. And welcome, Chris. Audra Christian, yeah, I was going to say. And uh, excited to have you here today. This is our first time meeting. And uh, Sharon, who works at Operation Life Force, she has been connecting all over the community, meeting different people. And we've been <laughs> very pleasantly surprised with the podcast she's hooked up, up with. And uh, I'm sure today will be no different. And uh, so welcome. I do want to just say um, to all of our people, we've been talking about some of the new stuff coming on and we are very close to launching an online discipleship curriculum that is about healing people getting healed emotionally mentally physically spiritually and i've uh, been working really hard pulling that together and he's been putting a lot of time in and we've shot a lot of video and uh and have a lot more to shoot but one of the other things that i started gossiping about on our podcast that I thought I might have to promote is a special master discipleship class. And it looks like it is overfilled before we even have, we never had to advertise it. Now I'm capping it at 12. And right now I have like 17 people. That's not really how a cap works. I know. <laughs> well, there's some couples and then one of them is a staff member. So that puts us a little over and, uh, and a couple of them are on the fence so I think we're going to land at 12 units, meaning two couples and, uh, and, 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 uh, the then more my staff one. member. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's different if they do two books. So that'll add a number. But if it's, if they're, cause one of the things that they're doing is, is I, it, the Lord, I felt like downloaded this whole thing to me because it's laying a foundation 25 years ago. Now we're 25 years old as a ministry. And we're shoot, making a 25-year-old documentary. That's going to be cool. 25 years of what, what's happened with us. A lot of amazing stories. And you don't know a whole lot about us. What What do you know about us? I know that Sharon thinks you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've got our own Bible. We decided to write our own Bible. Oh no, wow. no, that's what, that's what it, how we enter. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not true. Like I, I uh, highlighted the entire Bible on every time God speaks. It's called the God Speaks. Oh, thank Bible. God. Okay. I was worried for that. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? I'm out. Some of the podcast people are like, really? Did they do that? No, I didn't change one word. In fact, that was like one of the scariest parts of it is like, because you could do anything. Sometimes I'd fall asleep working on this because I worked on it over four years and crazy insane hours put into it. And, uh, and sometimes I'd fall asleep with my fingers on the keyboard and have all these characters when I woke up even 10 seconds later. But uh, there was a story, um, that I've, I haven't told on our podcast ever, but it famous Bible. It's over a million dollars if you find a copy. I think there's something like six or three or six yeah. known in existence. And it has got several nicknames. It's nicknamed the Sinner's Bible. It's nicknamed the Adulterer's Bible. It left, left out three letters. Thou shalt not commit adultery. N-O-T was left out. 
thou shalt commit adultery is what it says. It's like a mass printed Bible, like, and so the king like had them all burned and the, and took the license from the publishing company. And so, yeah. So I'm like, I, that's the last thing I want to do. God, please don't let me leave one word out or add one word to it. But it's pretty cool. I mean, I got one sitting out here. It's like, you have the words of Christ were in red. I always love that. You know, when I first, got saved. Um, but this one, the words that God spoke first person are in purple. Oh, So you can trace every time that God was talking to someone at the beginning of each book is who he talked to. Oh, wow. And then uh, the, I was finished with the whole thing, all the different colors. One brown is... We want one. It, it, I well, want one. This is Then neat. you're leaving with one for yes. sure. And, and, and so brown wow. was when... Like the whole law was given to Moses and we know it came from God. It was given to Moses, but he presents it in the third person. So I was like, how, how do I do that? So it, it, the brown and like, is that human color? It shows yes. that it's, it's still the given by God. 80% of prophecy is first person. That blew me away because I, I thought all prophecy is going to be brown. Right. But when a prophet speaks, it's as if God took their voice. And I was like... Oh, that's amazing. So Jeremiah, Isaiah, all of these different prophets are speaking and it and what they're writing is first person, the voice of God. Angels. I highlighted angels in blue. Angels, dreams, and visions. But a lot of the a lot of the times when an angel speaks, it's first person, the voice of God. Oh my goodness. Really? So yeah. I mean it was changing my wow. life while I was going through it and and uh, yeah, isn't that wild? And the beginning of each book is who God spoke to. So, oh, wow. so that's where this whole discipleship school online school came in because we've done conferences over the years and now we're putting all of that content into something that anybody could, could use. And, and then I sit down with people every week and could have my schedule backed up for months and months. Um, we don't even promote a lot of what we do, our personal ministry, because the need is so great, but I'll sit down with people and I'll walk them through part of the Part of your physical illness is related to your bitterness. Oh, I we got to get rid of bitterness. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's 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 as I'm as, uh, it's as if I'm sitting down there walking someone through forgiveness, teaching them about it, mm. giving them homework to do, and and it's a whole series of of stuff that's going to help you get physically healed. Forgiving yourself is a huge part. Oh, yeah. Autoimmune diseases are often attached to self rejection, self bitterness, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, anyways, all that's been put being put online, about ready to be launched. But the master discipleship class, I, I was like going, I want to take people, um, disciple them to do what I do, to minister to people the way I minister, um, to understand what discipleship really. You know, the, we're not called to make Christians. We're not called to be Christians anywhere in the Bible. That's the term we use, but the command is to make disciples. The word Christian is only three times in the Bible, hmm. and there's so much in the Bible about being a disciple. So we're going to unpack all of that. But then I was like, the the people that the Lord has led me to are all leaders, and they have a book inside of them that they know that they're supposed to write, and I want to help them write their book and produce an online course. And I'm telling you what. The people that I shared it with, it was even some of the ones that said, I can't do this now are like, yes, I'm supposed to do this. We will talk later about that, you and me, because I do have a book in here. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that is what God has us doing. And uh, pretty excited about that. That That's going to start the end of this month. And most of our people have only heard me gossip a little bit about it. I know everyone that's listening to the podcast will have to be for a year too. Yeah. Yeah. Spots left for- yeah. Well, we're, we're actually, I'm already ready to multiply it, not through myself, but through another team member, um, create another one of those. Groups. This would be great for children. Yeah. I mean, forget adults. This is yeah. great for kids, especially the kids that can't pay attention. Visually, this is very you could just, nice. Every yellow, it's we call it gold because gold has meaning, but gold doesn't show up good on a Bible. Yeah. But every gold highlight is the act of God. So any miracle or act wow. of God, because I was finished with the whole thing and the Lord just kept telling me, no, you're not. And I was like, la, 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 la. I'm writing a God Speaks Bible. I don't want to hear this right now <laughs> because I knew I was going to have to go back from the beginning because he said, I speak through my actions as loud as my words. Wow. My miracles are me talking. And the scripture says that. It, many times he says, the reason for these miracles is to show the nations mm. that Jehovah is God. And I was like going, and I saw that and I uncovered it, but I was like, okay, that's a whole nother animal. I'd have to go through the whole Bible again. 12 days, I, I was like, I didn't have to sl- sleep. And I was with my family. I did stuff with the family, but in 12 days, I went from Genesis to Revelation wow. and highlighted the first pass, every miracle of the wow. Bible. And I hear that it only takes 72 hours to read the Bible. Like that's like what? the actual reading time. That's wild. Like, so it can be done in 12 crazy, days. Or something crazy low like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was like. <laughs> to, to, if you read it nonstop. Yeah, nonstop. Like, or like, like at a fast, like semi-fast pace. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that so twelve days is is not as unrealistic then. Yeah. Yeah. So why is yeah. it taking me a year? I'm gonna Google it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that, we didn't That's plan to really get into nice. all that. And yes, it would be amazing to be part of the book that God's put in you. I'd yeah. love to hear more about it and love our guests to hear what you guys are doing. Love myself to hear what you guys are doing. And I know there's a connection with human trafficking and there's yeah, a connection my family. with, yeah, wow. One of my nieces was trafficked in our house. In your house. Yes. So there's multiple forms of trafficking. Yeah, we know that. And Law we, enforcement's sorely undertrained and it's not their fault. It's it's a very heavy subject. Yeah. People don't like to address it. Yeah. It, it's rough. The, my book, Restoring Joy, is eight stories. And I was like, how do you write an X-rated horror movie? Yes. In a readable style. So I said, I'm trying to, it it is shock and awe, but it's PG. And I'm like, it's hard to tell the truth, the reality. We minister to people that are coming out of human trafficking. It's rough. And have for years and um, have had people living on site. We have some fifth wheels back Mm -hmm. there and we've had people living on site. We have somebody that wants to move here now and we're praying about, we we just had one unit open up and praying about if it's God's timing. But um it's yeah. um it's generations deep the damage. Yes. It starts generations and it goes yeah. generations. I mean it's it's rough. It's rough to all the way around. But it's a tough place to jump in, but let's jump yeah. in there. Can okay. you tell us that story? Yeah, yeah. So um just to give you a little bit about myself too, is I run a Patriot group in Tampa Bay. It's called uh, Town Hall Patriots because we're the new town hall. And don't Mm-mm. be don't be afraid of the word patriots. It's yeah. not bad. It's it's actually good. Um and- we had we had a guy that was um, arrested on January 6th. Yeah. I guess you know him, huh? Uh, I don't know him, know him. I've met yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we had him on the podcast. That was very did interesting. You? In yeah. Re- yeah. Yeah. He lost his social security number. Did you know that? Not 
It wasn't in. He can't bank. Who's the one that we had? We had That's one. Scary. He's actually in jail right Starts now. Starts with a J, I think. Jared, was it Jeremy? Jeremy? Oh, Jeremy Brown. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy yes, Brown. I've actually quasi met him through the prison or the jail video. We had like fifteen minutes, yeah. and then it would get cut off, and then we'd call him. He'd call back, or we'd call. I think he had to call, but yeah. 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 It goes into if our laws are not just. Yeah. You know, and and our court system must be just. And, and I did not understand this till it happened to me. But everybody has a bad cop story. I'm married to a cop. I also have a bad cop story. You know, mm. where I was mistreated in public by a cop. Mm. And it's it's you you think it's bad people that always have the bad cop stories. Well, I'm a middle aged mom. You know, I'm a mm. professional. Yeah, and I have a bad cop story too. So that's when I had my re- moment of reckoning of. um we have to make sure now I know why they have prisoners rights and why we, why our government put into our laws, our laws were written for the just and the unjust, just like the Bible is written for both. Yeah. Um, and why we need to maintain rights of prisoners. I know we're off base a little bit here, but um, until I realize that depending on who's in control, you're the bad guy. Mm. Even if you're not the bad guy, yes. you're the bad guy yes. and you need to have your rights upheld entirely. The, and that's coming process. down the pike more than most yes. people have any realization. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody, everybody right now that I can think of that we've dealt with high level human trafficking, mm-hmm. satanic cult mm-hmm. type stuff, the, the they knew the judges, the mm-hmm. ATF, the they knew the ones that were involved yeah. um in in organized crime, in Satanism, in human trafficking. And and they all have those stories. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look around going, who's the accountability? Well, it's you. That was one thing that That's came to mind patriot. in 2020. Yeah. Yes. It, you know, when you're watching the news and you're yelling at the television, who's going to do something about this? this? And then you realize, oh, wait, I'm the accountability. Well, it seems too big. Become the accountability. Like, where do you start? Um, we started on Facebook, we leveraged social media, we got a whole bunch of people together on social media. And then we said, Hey, let's meet at a specific place. And we thought maybe five or 10 people would show up. We had 200 people. Wow. So it was a God thing. I truly, I, I think our forefathers were not religious. They were Christians because there's no way you could do anything in politics and not be a Christian. Um, the, the demonic attacks are really bad and they're real. Even in modern day, I've had them myself. Um, and I'm talking weird. Now, demonic things. attacks, because we talked a little bit about your background of faith. That's not something your church taught you growing up, is it? I, well, we were different. I'm really? telling you. Yeah. So we weren't Pentecostal. We were more of a Bapticostal. Okay. And, and, Interesting. I mean, it was that one. So spiritual warfare church. was still. It was. It was very talked about. It was very put out there. Interesting. Um, and, and we were told what the signs were. Um, wow. yeah. So like when you have somebody that just turns on you out of nowhere, yeah. you know, when you have vitriol coming at you, that's unreasonable, you know, there it's wild oh, yeah. the stuff that yeah. we've had happen yeah. to us. Yeah. Um, I had, um, I was protesting at a school board meeting and I'm married to a cop. I love police officers. I painted the back, the blue mural in Tampa. You know, I, I mm-hmm. wanted to back the blue, right? And um, I'm at the school board meeting and I'm waiting to speak. And it was during the mask mandate and I was complying. I only complied at the school board because I wanted to give them the what for. <laughs> and I'd wear a mask to tell them what I think about them, right? <laughs> and um, I was sitting down and a cop came to the door and he looked at me, pointed at me and said, come here. And 
I had no fear of cops. And this is only one bad cop story. I have a few. But um, I walked to the door and he was seething. He was so mad. And I'm like, why is he mad? Like, what's wrong with this guy? And he's probably 6'4". He's huge. And um, he started lighting into me out of nowhere. I mean, this was a completely... um, And I said, hey, I, I don't know why you're mad, you know? And, um, he was getting, he was actually getting in my face and I backed up into the doorway so people could see me. Cause I was like, he's going to hit me. I mean, you feel it coming. And I went to the doorway like this. So people knew something was going down cause he had pulled me around the corner and I pulled, walked into the doorway so people could see. And he actually, I mean, he was growling. He's like, get back here. I'm not done with you. And I was like, um, do you want me to just go? Like, I'll just leave. And he's like, get out of here. And I was like, wow, like I was well within my rights. I was complying. Did you leave? I did. And you know what? He didn't walk me out the front door. He walked me out the back door. And I was like, oh, dear God, like not good. And yeah. And so you left the school board meeting. I left that wow. day after I left. I was like, that was creepy. You you feel it. You know. What oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could feel it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to be his example. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That day, like not even 30 minutes later, he threw a mother to the ground. I was like, that wasn't going to be me. You know, you know what? Have your spot. You can have it. I'm leaving. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's on video and everything. There was a lawsuit and I was like, that wasn't wow. going to be, I, I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get hands put on me. Mm. I'll leave officer. Yeah. You know? But I wasn't even doing anything. Yeah. So that school board fight with the mask mandate, that was, that was otherworldly that was not here yeah that was yeah principalities and all of that fighting it, it was very creepy yeah um as for human trafficking uh i have a family member who was trafficked and she lived in our house the whole time it was going on wow. i'm the youngest of five and so it was one of my older sister's children and wow. she was trafficked in her house wow uh, th- there's um, by a family member hmm? by a family member no no, no. um so Everybody thinks about somebody walking around getting abducted and grabbed. Right. Um, sometimes it's a friend from school mm-hmm. who's also trafficked and they get other girls to get other girls or boys. Your sons yeah. aren't safe. Um, and that's what it was. And she was being trafficked from age 14 to 19. Yeah. That, it, I, I went back in time through all the people I administered to and began to realize how many people – because. First of all, most people that have been human trafficked, they don't use that title. They don't right. see it from that perspective. Um, I mean, one girl came home every day and her yes. brother brought his friends over and they took turns. Oh, wow. Every day. And it, and that was one of my earliest, like, I was, I was saw what Jesus taught his disciples, cast mm-hmm. animal spirits, heal the sick, preach the kingdom of God. And I was like, mm-hmm. Lord, if that's what it means to be a disciple, I got a master's of divinity. I got a PhD. We never learned about that. If that's real then teach me and drop me in the deep end. Like he took that, <laughs> yeah. my, he took my prayer serious. So I got calls yeah. that didn't make any sense. And I'm like, I'm just a Baptist youth pastor. <laughs> like, right. really? You don't want to ask me to help except that I was in the word. Like the Lord yeah. was going, yes, I do want to use you. You don't realize, you know, you, you, that I'm going to use you. I, I, I wanted him to, but uh, it was also just too scary. Like, how it do you is. jump into this? Yeah. You're so. you're building the airplane as it's running down the runway, getting ready to take off. Yeah. And you're just, yep. yeah, yeah, that's the feeling. And yeah. thus, the God Speaks Bible, it was, I got to hear this God's voice. I need to know how to hear your voice so I know how to do this. And that's, uh, that's where that came from. So how did that 
resolve itself, the situation? Um, well, my sister um, was going through a bad divorce. So dad was in one place. She had moved home with my parents. A lot of turmoil going on. You know, I'm at, at that point, I think I myself was 21. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm living my own life. We're all in this big house. And, you know, this one child was always giving us trouble. And we're like, why? She's be so good. I don't understand why she's causing so much trouble and staying at her friend's house all the time and then coming home and then going to church with us on Sunday. And you're like, it, it was just what is going on? And um, there's like this desperation you can sense, but nobody will talk. It, it's it's almost like they don't even have the vocabulary to say yeah. This is what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until she was about 17 or 18 that my sister said, okay, there's this guy, he's in her life, he's causing trouble. Um, Years later, we found him on Facebook, found him on his account and him with his family. Mm. That's a mind screw right there. Yeah. Um, But uh, so my sister was going to cops saying like, hey, we need help. And the cops are like, well, she's 18. No, this is not, this is not right. Something's wrong. And, you know, you have laws for a reason, but with this one, I, I, we Mm -hmm. need to have, I don't know if we have now, but human trafficking laws where Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter your age, you're being trafficked. It's a whole different, um, abuse pattern and, and it's, it's wild, but, um, nobody would help her. Um, and then at one point she figured out, okay, she's working as a stripper. So maybe she's just stripping Well, she had been working as a stripper since she was 14. Um, so in St. Pete, there's a place, I believe it's closed down now. It's called the, it used to be called on us 19, the executive lodge, Tina's house of angels, no mm. angels going on in there. Yeah. But, um, it was that, that place. Um, and so when it closed down, I know it, it's the building's still there, but I don't know what it is now, but I remember my, her sister was like, thank God that place is gone, you know, because that was where, she was working. And then we found out later on that she was being flown out to Las Vegas and she would come home bruised and battered. And like, what is going on? Like, mm. Something's wrong. You, you're living this bad lifestyle. You have to get out of this. Like we didn't know. We started understanding, like, I think people think human trafficking is you're abducted, you're taken away and they never see you again. Yeah. There's, there's a prison of the mind that happens. There's a shaming where they shame them into thinking they're not worth anything. Um, and I, we think, and she's never admitted to this, but we think she was being used on the bunny farms out there Mm. and then being brought back. So when she was about 19 years old is where she, I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but I know she got a cache of money and kept it and ran. And so she ran. So she ran out of the state. She will not come back here. Um, she drives in for see family, drives right back out. She won't stay in Florida. Um, and is she out of the life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she is. But it there's so much. Oh yeah, damage. I mean, yeah. Good luck trusting a man. Yeah. and I mean one, oh, yeah. one sly look, you know, your relationship is over. And it's it's. I mean, she's a good person. She has a good heart. She works very hard. Um, she works with horses, which mm-hmm. she's never been. As far as I know, she's never been to therapy, counseling, or anything. But she just started rehabbing horses and that's her life. Yeah. So she's out on the farm. High percentage of people have a huge animal. Yes. They're safe. Yes. They, they, they're they very connected to yeah. animals. Well, and- animals never hurt you on purpose. Yeah. And, and they can't tell you what's going on. So I think they can read into, I think it makes them very perceptive. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she, 
rescues horses that were going to be killed and mm. takes them and gets them all fat again and happy and she wow. gives them to a family. Yeah, she she's wow. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting is when we meet people that are coming to us for ministry, you know, sometimes the cl- the first clues that there's something going on is are stuff like that like mm-hmm. there's an over infatuation with animals mm-hmm. that which isn't for the true for everybody i mean people are many are animal lovers but but that's just often one sign that they're the safe people yeah you know? yeah she you know looking back she did she always had a stray dog that she would take care of yeah uh, they'll they'll yeah. live homeless mm-hmm. with the dog with the dog mm-hmm. as above staying somewhere and not being able to bring their animals so yeah. yeah. Or even letting anybody take their animal. I mean, we yeah. we actually went through that with her. Like, give us your dogs. Yeah. You go here. No, I have to be there for them. Like, all right. You know? yep. And you can't argue with people on that mindset. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, they need, um, and so my husband worked in that industry as well. And what he noticed is that there was usually always a drug habit or some kind of abuse that sparked a drug habit that ran prostitution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that they're trying to legalize certain drugs, you're only going to make the sex trafficking worse. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And it's very well, very well um, organized. Yeah. It's a $50 billion industry. And Tampa Bay is, I've heard one and I've heard two for strip clubs um, mm-hmm. that that it's it's between us and Las Vegas for strip wow. clubs. And then I we're number three in human trafficking mm-hmm. in the state, number twelve, I think overall. Yeah. Um, some have said it's third overall, but it, I've tried to nail down, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the research as best as possible. But it is bad here in Tampa Bay. It's very bad. It's it's really bad in Hillsborough County. You have mm-hmm. all the shipping industries coming in. You have all the ships. Period coming in. You have a lot of trade going on. Just period. So you're going to have that. It, it's going to lend itself to that. Um, now, I don't know if this is true, but I was told that Sheriff Cronister wanted nothing to do with third-party groups like uh, Selah Freedom and things like that. We have been fighting an uphill battle, and yeah. um, we wanted Why? to go out of out of Hillsborough County mm-hmm. just to not deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, had a place outside of Hillsborough County. Now we're looking at getting approval here, but they don't make it easy. No, they don't. And you would think they would. Yeah. If they wanted to end They don't this. make it easy. We also have a huge problem with homelessness mm-hmm. and they don't do anything to make it easy to help Mm-mm. in any of those arenas. You know, Pinellas County, I, I was born and raised in St. Pete. Yeah. Uh, St. Pete got rid of homelessness really fast. They literally said, it's illegal. You're going to go to jail. We can't feed them on the streets. They were not allowed to beg on corners. I mean, it was a hard line. No. And do you know what they all did when that was passed? They all got on the bus and came to Tampa. Yeah. They left. They were like, okay. Um, I, I used to work with a, a feeding homeless at a church I used to attend. And we'd go pick them up because you cannot feed them on the streets. Yeah. So we'd go get them, bring them in, feed them and have, you know, ministry with them and give them a nice meal and everything and then take them back. But um, yeah, St. Pete, I know they did a lot to address that at least two mayors ago they did yeah <laughs> yeah so tell me about the patriot group and how that got started what you guys are up to um so what we do is uh we 
basically we are reclaiming our rights. We don't need new rights. We have really good rights to begin with. Let's just reclaim them and use them. Um, back during the lockdowns, people would not, they were not allowed to address their, not governors, but their um, people in office because they shut everything down. Well, that's a huge um, assault on our rights. They're not kings. They're not, you know, lords. They work for us. So we did a lot of um, not rioting. It was like protesting. We did a lot of protesting. Um, we show them what we thought of them with the way we spoke to them. It, there's, you know, when you have children that have been naughty, you discipline them. So we did it verbally and, and they did not like it. I'll tell you that they did not like it at all. When um, in Pinellas County, for instance, we had a woman in office, her name was Janet Long. Um, actually, she is still in office. Um, when parents were crying about, you know, you've shut down my business and I can't work, she would laugh, you know, and so we'd record it, her laughing, play it back. Like you're disgusting. You're laughing at people. Like we showed them and they, mm. oh, they did not like it. Um, and we really kind of whipped them into shape and they understood that we were, you know, mom's home chores didn't get done. You're in trouble. You know, it was kind of that kind of way we treated mm -hmm. them. I know that Christians have a hard time with that, but, um, you know, if you endorse bad behavior, if you don't ever address bad behavior as a Christian, when you have the right to do it, especially you're going to be held accountable for that. Mm. You are the accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just sit there and say, I'm going to pray about it. You do have to kick it into actions. The Bible even says what uh, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. And it, reclaim your rights. These were given to us by God. That When the government said, close down your business, you say, no. When the church is closed down, oh, people are going to die. We're all dying. Make your exit plans. Mm -hmm. You know, carry on. We're all dying. Did God say, don't stop preaching the word if people might get the Rona? No, you you plow forward. I mean, we have the truth. And it got to a point where, like, as a Christian, I was so conflicted and angry because every time I saw a mask on someone's face, I thought they're afraid to die. They need to know you, you are going to in die their anyway. Eyes. We, were, we were on a date yeah. when the mask mandate and, and hadn't heard anything. We don't watch the news much. And we were out on a date and we noticed like half the people out here are wearing masks. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. But they looked literally scared. Like they would be looking at you like they don't have a mask on. And I was like, what is going on here? And then I find out about the ma the mandate. And I was like, fear. What we teach on healing. Yes. And fear brings sickness. Yes. It brings infirmity. It weakens your immune system. Yes. It All does. of that is known by doctors. Yes. One of the things, I mean, people don't even think about this. Doctor spends no time with you, asks no questions, mm -hmm. and they tell you you have, have have too much stress in your life. Why? Because this illness is always stress-induced. It's always yeah. a result of too much fear, anxiety, yeah. worry, too much stress. Yeah. And what do they do? They induce stress on the whole world, telling us we're all going to kill each other by breathing, by being too close in too yeah. close a proximity. Stay yeah. away from everybody. Yeah. And, it was and people like, just folded. Yeah. Just folded. It, yeah. Churches were telling people to get your vaccines, wear your masks. And I was, I was like, when did this become part of the gospel message? Yeah. When did the power of God say goodbye? When do we cow to stuff like this and not think? 
That was what was blowing my mind. It did not take me long mm-hmm. to find out what was going on behind the scenes. And I felt like it was God can take us. When yeah. you know how to hear his voice, yeah. he will lead you. And it was it was within hours, within the first days. I was reading the stuff on the World Economic Forum's website that had this planned out in advance. Yes. That I was like, yeah. what in the world? And all kind of other plans. And I'm reading it for myself yeah. going – this is insanity. Mm-hmm. And this all has been wargamed for years. Yes. And strategized. I looked at the patent at one point. Oh, yes. And, yes. I, and I'm going, mm-hmm. and people that I held in high regard, people I respected, were like, Richard, I used to respect you. And now you like are one of those people. Yep. You're, you're, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm scratching my head, like, why aren't. Why isn't everybody one of us? Like, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. I never understood why God called the church the great whore Mm. until the lockdowns. Mm. And I thought, wow, this is why he said that. Wow. Um, She whored herself out to the government. She whored herself out to keep your 501c3. You know, um, if I was a church, I'd say, you know what? I'm going to pay my taxes. And as I pay my taxes, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about you. I think you're full of crap. I think you're a liar. I think you need to get right with God. I'd pay my taxes and say it. No. You know, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And you're not going to tell me I can't speak. Um, and, and, and probably going to get booted off. But, okay, we believe in God. We trust in God. But do we really? I mean, did churches have tax exemption forever? No, they didn't. They didn't. And um, as a real estate professional, I learned, you know, when you uh, look at tax and taxing districts, Mm -hmm. um, you are taxed. Churches are called forgiven of their taxes. That's a legal term. You're forgiven of your taxes. A church is forgiven of their taxes. Wow. And then municipal buildings are immune to taxes. I just don't even like that. <laughs> I don't even like the way it was said, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, that kind of sticks right here, you know, um, as you dig deeper and I'm not a conspiracy person at all, but um, pay your taxes. I, you know what? That term used to be a scary term. Mm-hmm. Now I'd wear that badge because the conspiracies are being proven. Oh, yeah. High percent. And there's yeah. some ridiculous stuff out there. I don't think they're lizard people. And, and, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> I was like, no, and that that's, that's a lot of times just to throw us off to make, yeah. you know, and, yeah. but so much of what people have called conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. So like on, on, honestly, on our, on our podcast, I am not afraid of people throwing that term out at us. Because a lot of the stuff that now in the mainstream media is reporting on yes. has been – they were the ones calling it conspiracy. Yeah. I have not heard of a main – now, Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> he was the only person I heard of yeah. who said, I want to come out and say that I was wrong, that I called people out as wow. as conspiracy theorists. And he goes, now I have done my own research. He's the only – mainline person that I heard admit it. Like I know people have changed their mind. They're now reporting things that, that were touted as conspiracy theories all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it was, a lot of it was easy to document. Oh yeah. And now they are catching up with, with truth, Mm -hmm. with reality. And, and none of them have I ever heard say 
we need to get on here and apologize for all the people that we laughed at, made fun of, called idiots, stupid, you know, because now we're going to actually tell you the truth. And it's exactly what we used to say was a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I used to have a talk radio show. I was on WTAN for a year and it was all political. And um, I had a caller one time call in and just read me the riot act over the horse paste. And I was like, are you a doctor? It's like, no. Okay, then how can you tell me you know what the doctor's saying is true? If you're not a doctor and you can say you don't agree with him, I'm not a doctor. I can say I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's nobody – I think people stopped thinking like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and they just do whatever the television wants them to do. I think people are waking up. Mm-hmm. A lot more mm-hmm. people. I hear the mandates are coming back and all that kind of stuff. Don't it, participate. Right. But and I'm, like, no. I'm, I'm really hopeful and I, I'm expecting that it'll be a lot smaller percentage that that participate this time. And when you don't participate, don't participate hard. Yeah. So um, I was walking in Publix the first time around. I was like, I am not playing this game. And by the way, if you're a victim of sex trafficking, putting a mask over your face is very traumatic. Oh, my god. If gosh, you're a person yes. of sexual abuse, physical abuse, that mask is is detrimental to your mental health. Mm-hmm. Do not put it on your face. Yeah. And so I had just had a surgery and I was walking through Publix and a man, and I'm small. You see me come in. I'm five feet tall in the morning. I shrink through the day and <laughs> walking into Publix. And this man came up behind me and uh, he goes, people like you. And I could actually feel his breath on the back of my head. And I had, I was looking at my phone for something and I was like, mm-hmm. and I hit record and I turned around and I was like, what's your name? And, and well, actually I yelled it, what's your name? And he was like, people like you are killing people. So I chased that man through the store. That guy came to me too. <laughs> he, except he used the a camera. Door. He was walking around the, with the, with his camera recording me, telling me I'm recording you. Yeah. Telling me I was killing people. People yeah. like me were killing people. So, and it was in Publix yeah. too. Yeah. Did you record him back? I'm recording you. Uh, yeah. No. It, I, it gets so dumb. It's so dumb. I, well, it was a week later that they lifted the mandates. And I was like, wonder what he thinks right now. It feels right now. Is he going to wear his mask? So that if he sees me again, he can prove like, I'm like, what was, was I killing people the week before? And now I'm not killing people. That's um, there's a lot of mental gymnastics going on a lot. Yeah. Um, and a lot, I, I saw a post and I couldn't put it into words. So I saw the post on social media where it said, people are angry that they fell for it and you didn't. And they'll come out at you like that. Yeah. And you know, if you use words, people, they start thinking, I'd be shocked. Some people think. Like what we're talking about right now means we think we're smarter. I don't think that even a little bit. I didn't die. I I, I don't yeah. think I don't think it makes me smarter. I mean, statistics did say that 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 the people that were being touted as conspiracy theorists tended to have a higher IQ. Really? Uh, yeah. That's My wife was I- the one that told me that, so I rely on her heavily for for that. But um, that because they're they're gonna think they're gonna do their own mm-hmm. research. Um. And uh, I remember saying something about um, the um, fact checkers and, <laughs> and, and somebody was like, well, where else do you research? And I was like going, that's the last place you want to research. Yeah. You know, especially when you do a little bit of research, you find out that almost all of them were bought out. Oh, and, yeah. and, uh, and so at one time they, some of them were legitimate. Some of them were built by organizations mm-hmm. that are all about um, misinformation. Yeah. But some of them were um, originally owned by people that 
that seriously did their own research and and felt the call to do that. And then they were bought out. They sold wow. out, you know. Wow. And some of the stories, because you were talking about spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. was the crap that they faced for doing the real research yeah. and posting the truth destroyed their marriages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They sold and, you know, to survive and, and you know, some some of the, you know, more reputable ones were overnight disreputable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to give you an example of how people can attack you, um, three years ago when I painted the Back the Blue mural with um, a bunch of women who, by the way, Back the Blue was not run by a bunch of cops. It was run by... There were seven women in Tampa Bay that ran the Back the Blue uh, foundation, not foundation, group, I guess you could say, during the BLM days and all of that. And um, four of them were former criminals. They were they were not like cop, wow. like cop related. Yeah. Um, I'm married to a cop. One's brother was a cop, but everybody else had been in trouble and the cops treated them well. Mm. And so they did not like seeing the cops having spit in their food and glass in their food and stuff like that. So they started counter protesting here in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we painted the back of blue mural, uh, one way they attack you is I know that uh, the group BLM and, and, well, it was Antifa. Um, They found my Facebook profile and they were trying to find me. They wanted to know where I lived and they wanted to make a visit to my house. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I'm an NRA person. So I'm like, come on over. It's not going to work out well for you, right? Um, one of my daughters is a junior Olympic shotgun shooter. Moving targets is her specialty. So don't come to my house. Don't come to my house. Um, we'll bury you. We won't tell anybody. But um, I'm kidding. Actually, I would just call the cops and stand up yeah. and watch you. Yeah. But um, don't come in. But uh, they went after my broker. Huh. Uh, they attacked his Facebook page. They attacked mm. his real his realtor dot com page. Uh, Zillow makes you prove you're a client, but they were calling me a white supremacist and everything. It, it ruined my business. I I know, based on personal experience, that when you're getting real satanic spiritual opposition, mm-hmm. it usually means you're doing something right. You're doing something worthwhile. I um, and it doesn't feel like that while you're taking the abuse oh yeah. Me. Oh, I remember one of the first times I had somebody took me to lunch. Challenged me um, on belief about something I'd been speaking on, and I felt like it was overall pretty cordial. He was somebody that we had done business with, and uh, when we were done with all this, and I knew I could refute where I stood mm-hmm. scripturally, and um, and I thought it was all in good taste and good faith. And he said, he said, "Well, I'm going to destroy you and your ministry. I am going to all of your board members. I do business for all of them." And da 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 da. And I was, I got out of the car, and the Holy Spirit said to me, "Blessed are you when people speak all manner of evil against wow. you, false." And I'm like, going, I am not feeling that verse right now. Yeah, it doesn't like feel at good. all. Like, it, yeah. I, I hear you, but and it was amazing to watch what what God did to defend yes. me in that because this guy was was serious. Yeah, and he had all the opposition. And I had the favor and I didn't defend myself at all. And then, but I I remember one time I was starting, I was been a worship leader and I was just tuning my guitar last seconds before starting and somebody came up to me and, and I think he may have been an elder or deacon at this church. I can't remember. And he was like, he's shaking. And he's like, people are leaving this church because you make a stand up too long. And I was just like. 
Uh, and I, I turn on and the whole worship team's like looking at this guy. And I, 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 I just thanked him. I said, I said, I said, well, we'll, we'll work on that. Turn back around and said, let's pray to the team before yeah. we started. And uh, we prayed real quick. And I turned around. And I said, this is a place of freedom. You can stand up. You can sit down. You, <laughs> and we would do worship. And he, but he came up to me and he goes, I have no idea what came over me. Of course, that's what we do. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm like, we could help you with that. But because people don't understand. I mean, it was Peter. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You know, any of us can open our mouths and the enemy can fill it when when our heart's not in a right place. Yeah. You know, we can all be susceptible to, you know, that. And And the person with the heart in the wrong place isn't waking up that morning going, my heart's in the wrong place. Yeah. 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 Peter was was thinking, I'm. I'm going to protect you, Jesus. No yeah. one's going to get into you. And it's like, yeah, I have to do this. You know, yeah. you don't understand. This is part of the father's plan. Yeah. So, yeah. When we had that, when that cop, I had that issue with the yeah. cop. Thank God. I had, the, I guess you can call it a run in, but I did not. I'm complying. I'm out. Yeah. Um, we had a bunch of moms show up at the school board and it was multiple groups, health freedom groups, a Patriot group, you know, other watch groups who were all together. So we had about 200 moms at the school board meetings in the heyday. And um, I just thought, you know what, let's pray. Let's f- pray at the flagpole. So there's a flagpole outside Pinellas County school board. So we're mm-hmm. praying around the flagpole. And um, then a mom said, are we going to go pray at the door? And I was like, mm, to the door. <laughs> you know, because I know they told us to stay away from the building. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what, God, let's, okay, let's go to the door. We're going to go to the door. We're going to put our hands on the door and we're going to pray over the school board. Mm-hmm. And we went, we put our hands on the door. And I mean, you have that many moms coming and putting their hands on the door and praying and mm-hmm. telling the demons they have to go. They can't be here anymore. The security was locking the doors. Mm-hmm. They did not want us inside. Wow. And we were praying and we took the school board next election. Wow. So, I, I mean, you just need... Oh man, if the church would wake up to what you're saying right now, it's incredible. It's ours. The Go power of prayer yes. is incredible. Uh, one of my friends, um, she worked at Bush Gardens and she was lamenting the fact that she wasn't able to be on staff at a church and minister. And the Lord said, this is your ministry. Prayed over Bush Gardens to the point where they shut down the brewery there because that was one of the things that they prayed against. And then I, we, we launched a thing called the 40 day revolution, have copies of the book there. Over a million teenagers did this. Wow. And, and the very first time that we did it, 750 kids in Tampa Bay committed to doing this program where they have assignments every day for 40 days related to praying for their unsafe friends. Um, wow. writing encouraging notes, serving, blessing them, speaking words of life, speaking words of blessing. And, uh, Andrew helped write the new edition of the book. And, uh, and, um, but we had kids anointing the door at the school, there with you oil, go. praying over yep. the school mm-hmm. and, and principals came to know the Lord with youth That's groups. Awesome. There were some youth groups that had 15 kids grew to 75 kids, 30 to 75, like all over Tampa Bay. And then Columbine happened. So the enemy has two teenagers shoot up a school. It gets tons of press. We mobilized in Tampa Bay, nearly a thousand kids were mobilized, um, praying and fasting. And I believe, I believe two teenagers on fire can do more for the spiritual realm than, than all the school shootings. But, but nothing's going to happen if we don't get out there and do something. No, absolutely. If we don't pray, nothing's going to happen. Y'all don't have to go up against a government like what, 
charge in hell with water pistols. You know, you don't have to do that. You can do easy things. Like, for instance, um, uh, two moms meet about every month for Pinellas County School Board, and they prayer walk the entire district building. Okay. And that started because one of them who um, works nearby said she saw women um, bearing something at the corner of the school board. And when she went over and she dug it up, it was witchcraft stuff. Yep. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. We have to be here. Yeah. And so walk in that school district and just praying at every corner and casting yep. the demons out. I mean, why people, you know, it, it doesn't have to look like poltergeist and all of that. Right. You know, when you go and you tell God, you know, um, God, I want to do this. He equips you and you go to every corner of the school board building and you say, demons, you can't be here anymore. You have to get out. Mm-hmm. You have to go. They have to obey you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I'm Baptist and I was taught that way as a kid. You know, you, you cool. anoint the building. Yeah. You can anoint your own home. You can yeah. anoint your phone, your computer. Yep. Why people don't, you know, when I was, um, I'm trying not to cry. When I was working on a campaign years ago, and I was new into politics, I just wanted to help because the world was going to hell in a handbasket and, you know, accountability is you. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go get involved and don't know what to do. And I'm working on this woman's campaign. And I saw that it was a horrible campaign. And I saw why grassroots candidates don't go very far and um i was praying i was walking my dog and it was a very cold night and i'm just walking my little dog and i was praying and um i i said you know i, I know i'm not anybody god but i just want to help where where do you want me you know and out of like unless you've had the experience you think i'm full of it but i felt like god said get anointed and get ready and mm-hmm. i was like what anointed <clears throat> for what what are we doing here you know <laughs> and and so i i got anointed and Man, has the world been different for me <laughs> Yeah, the last few years. Yeah, But I mean, it's easy. Just go and ask God, I want to make a difference. How do I do it? Yeah, And I mean, you might not hear his voice like I did. And you know it when you hear it. I mean, the you book, know when you hear it. The first book I wrote was, uh, well, apart from the 40-day revolution, was called Lord Disciple Me because that was my prayer. Oh. I was like, I see what he taught, taught. It was 12 teenage boys. And he sent them out to cast out evil spirits, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. My son, his brother, died, was dead for 40 minutes, and God raised Mm -hmm. him from the dead. So God still does everything that he did back then. And and, and I didn't learn that, didn't learn how to pray that way, didn't learn any. Mm -hmm. So I said, Lord, if it's real, Mm -hmm. because the Great Commission is go make disciples, teaching them everything I've taught you. I was like, if you mean for us to teach the stuff you taught your 12, I need you to teach me. Lord, disciple me. Oh, that was the title of the book. Lord, would you disciple me? Because I didn't know where to go. In fact, I went to spirit-filled churches, mm-hmm. and and they're like, well, people that cast out demons, that's the fringe. That's kind of weirdos. And I'm like, yeah, and I knew it. then, <laughs> I knew then, this is not where I'm going to, yeah. I am not supposed to listen to this. Yeah. Because I knew I was on to something. You know, I didn't know what, and I didn't know if I'd ever be successful at it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but uh, yeah, it was like. You know, I the, the I think it was the second person, that girl whose brother took turns, he and his friends. And I'm like, this I just prayed at the end of a church service. And mm-hmm. but I was beginning to pray with authority. Yes. And so the yeah. it was a deacon in the church said, Would you call us right after church, please? Will you come over our house? And I was like, Okay, let me go home have dinner lunch with my family, and then I'll call you. And I called him. They had put deadbolts on all their bedroom doors. They were afraid of this daughter and what she would do to them. Oh. And and uh and young 
attractive 20 something young lady. And I get there and this story unfolds and I'm just, my jaws on the ground and the Lord was teaching us. I was just, I was learning to hear God's voice, but it was like, is this God? Is this me? Is this this me? And I'm all like, how do I get past it? So I'm doing stuff. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, I'm, hopeful that the people that we ministered to early on yeah. that God did something because I was doing stuff that like well it was interesting it was one the, the very first one I knew I'm supposed to pray something about the blood of Jesus I was like oh yeah that would be good I need to do that you know <laughs> and then the name of Jesus I was like of course you know and, and uh like and, and I didn't know if I'm coming up with this on my own thinking mm-hmm. wow yeah of course like everybody should know this but when you're never taught mm-hmm. you have no experience I'm like, is this God's voice? Is it me? I don't know, but I'm going to try it. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I mean, I pray to prayer. I do by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Yeah. That's the one I use. And then I felt like I was supposed to pray in tongues. Well, this was a Baptist college group, and I'm a Baptist, and I know that we don't do those things. Not not to where anybody. And so I just was like kind of under my breath, like, like that. And. And, uh, and then I felt like I was supposed to shout freedom. And I was at that point, I was like, I gotta be making this up because <laughs> we don't shout. And that I had to be some TV evangelist. I've never watched them before, but I had to pause too long. Um, whatever, I'm just going to do it. And I shouted freedom. And this girl looks up at me and puts her head down. She's all embarrassed. And she was manifesting oh, right in front yeah. of my face. She was pulling her hair out. She Ooh. was about to rip her shirt. And I'm like, I wanted to just leave, even though yeah. I've been praying, Lord, would you yeah. teach me these things? I'm yeah. like, ah, not now, not yes. here. You know, they'll never invite me back. Yeah. Uh, who's going to help? Cause I'm like, I'm the one that is invited here. Yeah. And I know nobody in, because it was my sister and her husband, they know less than I do. They haven't been praying for this stuff and here it is happening. And I'm like, Lord, show me what to do. And I felt sorry for the poor girl until she's free. And then I turned around and started explaining to the group what happened. Like I have any business explaining yeah. what just happened. And I'm thinking, this sounds amazing. Like what yeah. I'm saying, I hope somebody takes good notes because I'd love to read this. <laughs> and, uh, but that was the, that was the beginning, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think when we are just ready to say yes to yeah. the Lord, whatever you say, yeah, he's going to put us in some interesting places. I do the, you know, in the beginning, because you are kind of called a leadership. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You offer up, hey, if you need me. And then before you know it, you're the leader. And you're like, who made me the leader? Oh, my gosh. And so many times in my life. Yeah, I just was like, I'll help. Yeah. I'll do whatever. And the next thing you know, okay, you're in charge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not yeah. what I mean, you know? Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, praying, asking God to help, and then um, I'll help whatever. And when, it, oh, I just totally forgot what I was going to say. Being End up being a leader. You... That was so weird. I totally forgot everything. <laughs> um, weird. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. It's happened to me many times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I almost got it back. Hold on. We'll <laughs> get in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But leadership. Yeah. When you just go out and you you offer up, like, you know, God will equip you. Yeah. And it sounds goofy until you've been through it, and you're like, oh, He did equip me every step of the way. Yeah. Um, uh, I was equipped to stand on my own. Which really, I'm standing by my own, hanging on to God. You know, yeah. like I, I need you right now. Yeah. Um. And and it you don't get equipped by you know God going, oh, you're a good person. I love you. I have plans for you, and you're going to do so well. Usually, yeah. it comes with like abuse, mm-hmm. you know, something yeah. traumatic or yeah. you know, a problem that you have to make it through. And a lot of my mm-hmm. biggest breakthroughs, 
biggest blessings of God have come after some of the worst mm -hmm. attacks yeah. that seemed unmerited. Yes. I'm not perfect. I make plenty of mistakes. I don't think there's a time that I've been attacked that there wasn't something that you could point to that's real. Yeah. But I knew the level of attack mm -hmm. was not natural. It wasn't there, there. It wasn't founded on that. And 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 one of the evidence of that too is God's favor mm -hmm. that has come on the heels of that. Like yeah. extraordinary. One of the yeah. one of the attacks that came. And we'd been ministering to someone that was high up in the occult, and Ooh. and this this um, you know, it, it was it was one of the worst verbal assaults I'd ever sat through. Really felt satanic in the moment and and uh and no doubt that there 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 weren't elements that that you know were worthy but there was a lot of stuff that was just insidious and the next day somebody gave it sent us money for a hundred thousand dollars i was invited to be a part of a recording of an album uh with a group called worship mob and there was like three things um oh somebody else that Called that came out of that same type of background told me like a, a several testimonies of times that they were testing me to see if I really heard God. And it was, it blew my mind. Like the stuff they were telling me and I was in tears and I was like, I needed all of this today, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I didn't even, I didn't go after anything. It was like the Lord saying, mm -hmm. the Lord had said, don't listen to anything they're saying, but it's hard yeah. when you're really assaulted, is. you know? And uh, people speak evil of you. And uh, I totally know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody on January 6th, um, a year and a half ago. So not last year, but the year before 2022, um, a former ally in politics and everything. And out of nowhere, we were friends. And then he called me and he said, I've decided that you're a narcissist and I'm going to punish you. And I was like, What? Like, like, hello, how are you? Like, yes. what's, what's, and then he said something else. And I said, I have to go. And I hung up and I was like, what in the world? Yeah. Like out of, I'm a narcissist, your therapist now. My yeah. therapist said, I'm fine, by the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I went like, this is what he said. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I've had an onslaught of attack ever since then. It's been a year and a half, almost two Were you guys on DC on January 6th? I was not, no. You weren't. No, I was invited. I was supposed to go. Uh, I know a whole group of people who went. And I just, like, before I bought the plane ticket, I just had this horrible, um, horrible, like, not a fear, but like an omen, like, don't go, mm -hmm. don't go. And I kept hearing shotguns and, and machine guns going off in my head. Don't go. And I thought, mm -hmm. they're going to kill us all. And so I didn't go. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't. Jeremy Brown was warning the group mm -hmm. that he was with. Um, he said that this is, they're planning something, mm -hmm. whatever you do, you know. Yeah. 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 So I didn't go. Thank God. I do know other people that went that were on the other side that are pastors. Yeah. That they said they saw stuff and they thought, oh, they're having a show over there. They had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, on their side, it was all happy. Everybody was praying and singing. Thank God they were there though. Could you imagine if they weren't? Yeah. Um, that intercession for each other, I think, you know, that yeah. praying for each other really does go far. Yeah. Um, and that unity with God and as Christian community, I think that does a lot more than people would ever know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So how can Christians get involved? What do they need to be doing? Um, very easy. First, you need to realize that our laws were written by Christian men who 
were oppressed and attacked through Europe and the government and the lords and ladies and all of that. They wrote our laws so that we are the authority, not the government. Okay. So you're not, you don't need to obey. What is a, a Bible verse? Obey every Your ordinance of, uh, yeah. Okay. That doesn't pertain to Americans. Our forefathers knew this. They wrote our laws to where we are the government. These people are facilitating our needs and wants. So first off, get your mindset straight. Secondly, you're a Christian. It is your job to speak up. You are the accountability and you will answer to God if you do not stand up. Okay. I think you will. Um, secondly, you need to realize that the people who made our lives hell for the last two, three years have been county and down your county commissioners, school board, mayors, city councils. Those people are the ones that have made our lives hell. Okay. Forget who's president, forget who's up in the national Senate, who's up in the national house representatives. You need to focus county and down because I hear sheriffs are like the main, Mm -hmm. most important player. So the sheriff can go in and take over any city. He's the highest official, elected official in every, um, that's not me. Oh, that's my watch. (laughs) Sorry. I don't think most people even know, couldn't name half their county officials. And when it comes to the, the, the ballots, you know. Yeah. They're just picking. And and just because they're Republican doesn't mean they're good. Strongly agree. Yeah. Um, so there are people that, um, well, I'll get back to that. Yeah. Very corrupt. So um, I would say focus county and down. Um, I run Town Hall Patriots. You can look for us on Facebook. We're a little shadow band, so you have to go to groups. Town Hall Patriots, Pinellas, it'll pop up. I don't care what county you're in, you can join us. Um, and then in the little thing where it says like name or phone number or whatever, you can put in there, I heard you on the radio or I heard you on the podcast. And um, so what we do is we lean into politicians. So there's there's two different approaches, okay? And I was using both. And it's the same, <laughs> it's going to sound bad, same way you train a dog, okay? You smack them when they're bad, you give them a treat when they're good, Right. Train them. Okay. Same way with politicians. Yeah. Same way with politicians, right? Okay. So when a politician is doing what you want them to do as a Christian, they're upholding the constitution of the country, constitution of the state of Florida, and your county charter, give them a treat. Oh, good job. When they've done something wrong, why did you do that? You know that went against the law. You read them the right act. Mm -hmm. Okay. They are humans. They're going to naturally go to where they're being treated well. Okay, so you have to give good and bad. You can't just constantly attack them because they're just going to run. Do you guys write letters? Um, We do emails, not letters, but we do emails. Yeah. And then I'm at the point now where they know me by name and we know them. And, you know, uh, they know that we have enough sway as patriots that they don't want to tick us off. Um, And they also know that we know how to research. So the first thing you need to do is. Um, know that you're a Christian. That's your right. You're supposed. This is your right. You reclaim your rights. Stop being negligent of your right. We've advocated our roles for way too long. Second ones, you need to start getting into fellowship with other Christians who are political, mm-hmm. um, who are try not to get caught up in drama. Just stay in the political. Um, you want to save your nation lane. Okay, just don't go anywhere else. Stay in this lane. Um, don't get into the Trump and DeSantis fight. Just avoid it. You know who you're voting for. Move on. Okay, because there's a lot of things that will um, take. Yes, don't divide. Um, I learned this a hard way. Watch what you say. <laughs> Learn that the hard way. Um, 
Yeah, I had to do many. And you know what I've learned? If you get caught in something, just say, you know what? I'm sorry I said that. Yeah, I was wrong. Sorry. I shouldn't have said it or oh, I meant it. It's so refreshing when people do that. I'd mm-hmm. love to see more of that. Like, yeah. I, there's a lot of times that I'm going, I want to be wrong. Yes. Please. I would rather be wrong than yes. right with what I'm saying. Yeah. And and I am look forward to being able to admit it. Like yeah. in those times, you know, where, where, you know, we've been wrong. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, we need the humility to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, when you want to be a leader, you definitely get the humility lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it once. It sucks. Yeah. Um, and, and you just need to move forward with unity. Um, I know people say something like you have to get rid of the GOP. We can't, there's no getting rid of them. You have to join them. You're part of them anyway. Join them. If you, um, and I'm not like picking on parties, but the GOP represents the most what I believe in. So if you are not part of the REC, you're not a Republican. You're just registered to vote as a Republican. You have to actually join your local Republican Party. It's like a church nobody wants to be at. It's very stoic. It's boring. But you go anyway. OK, you get to know people. Those are the people that are the movers and the shakers in your county. And remember, we're thinking county and down. If you get distracted by anything national, look back down. I've seen a growth. I just met a missionary who's on like that committee who left the mission or it was finished. I mean, they had career on missions and he's like, the Lord's told me now to get involved in this. And then a pastor, I was most eloquent speaker making an impact over. It's more like winter Haven area. I can't remember exactly. And, uh, he, he, the Lord told him to run as mayor. I think it was. Oh, there you go. And, and, and he was just like, took it as a like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. You know, like, I mean, didn't take it serious. The Lord confirmed it. And then he got elected, which he was surprised. Wow. Can you imagine how much good the church could do if yes. the entire county was just pastors and Christians? Yeah. The right kind. Yes. The right kind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the right kind. Yeah. Not all pastors are great. Yeah. Either, but yeah. Yeah. It, that's, if you just have to get involved. If people just had an idea of what we could do on a national level. I just think about Zambia. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they, turn their nation right side up and like the they the school board asked the church how to write their curriculum there you go like what would happen to the yeah. world if the church had yeah that kind of say the, yeah the president called the nation to fasting and prayer for oh re- i just fasting. got chills for yeah. real in zambia yeah. oh my gosh i'll move to zambia yeah, yeah. wow yeah. no joke wow that's yeah. awesome that, that's a, that's an idea of how like god can use Forget politics, a position for good. Yes. I mean, like, if you yeah. look through the whole Old Testament, it was all Christians mm-hmm. becoming really high up. You know, you, yeah. Joseph, Daniel, all these people are like the second in charge of like the most powerful nations that existed. And yeah. we got Christians who are like, don't be political. Don't I talk know. about politics. Well, well I, 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 anything whole, messy. The, the church avoids anything messy. The church avoids anything messy or that offends people or that everyone doesn't fully agree on. Which is everything. Get out there there's a lot fight. of pressure to do that. There's a lot of pressure to not rock the boat and to not, you know, it is interesting. A lot of what I see, I see I, there's some anointed people and anointed churches yeah. that are powerful in prayer. And oftentimes their messages stay out of politics. We'll pray over that stuff, but, but, oh no, march in, but don't do things, you know? And, uh, and then I see those that are like, that is the answer. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it and they're very political, but not very Christian, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and so I think I think you I see think two extremes changing. on yeah. the amount of time spent. 
Yeah. Because it's not like we're calling Christians to spend to read more about politics than about the Bible or to spend more time talking about politics than about Jesus. But it's like, how much more influence can you, Jesus in you have if the Jesus in you has is allowed to go pray and preach at schools? You know, yes. like, that's yeah. just, yeah, that's yeah. a small percentage of your time, but that's all it really takes. Like, realistically, yeah. if you sent five emails a week and, you know, joined a couple of meetings a year, you could have huge impact on, yeah. on top of your prayer. Yeah. We're not talking tons of conversations and tons of time. No, no, no. It's now me as a leader, it's it's a little different. It just eats my life. Yeah. yeah. But um you don't golly, think it, just showing up, calling a school board. Hey, I want to meet my school board uh people and they'll tell you like, well, you know, you can come see them at school. No, 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 I want to meet them in their office. Okay. Yeah. They'll make the appointments. Yep. Yep. They'll give you 15 to 30 minutes and you walk in. Hey, I just want to let you know I've been reading about you and stop doing this and keep doing that. And thank you so much for whatever. And um, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. What would happen if like like one church did that? Let's just say one church of 250 oh, people. Oh, my gosh. Just imagine what would happen if mm-hmm. 250 people from one church yeah. just decided to... I, I have have a, have an idea that like uh, Jesus in me will be mm-hmm. inside of a government facility will impact yes. someone and I believe if we all pray and fast and yes love and bless and serve yes but what if all those church members right had let's see we'll do uh, county commissioners there's Chris Latvala there's um, Janet Long who needs to go there's um, you know all these people right that are holding office if one church went in there brought cupcakes or cookies or whatever and said we're gonna lay hands on you and pray for you right yeah Yeah. that's what the 40-day revolution is all about and and it changed the spiritual climate of schools all over the nation go 40-day revolution yeah oh my god yeah i just was thinking that that's that's what i'm saying we need a handbook you don't have the constitution but we need a handbook that that complements it 40 day day transform the spirit (laughs) oh my gosh county yeah there you go it would it would be it would go well that would be that would be crazy the whole church decided yeah yeah well it wouldn't even take the whole church just just handfuls pockets here and there i I was a part the 40-day revolution where it really was impactful um this is an amazing story so it was it was 1999, mm. I was invited to San Jose, California, and w- what we were doing was one year old, and and we had 4,000 people in the state of Florida doing the 40-day revolution, teenagers wow. praying and fasting for their schools, doing these assignments. Um, the Assemblies of God were doing it statewide. That was about 2,500, 3,000 kids, I think. And then we had like five or six cities that launched, so all simultaneously, about 4,000 people. I'm in San Jose, and they're going to promote this. And there's a guy out there. His name was Lou Angle. He was a youth pastor. Is all I heard is this young youth pastor. Uh, he wasn't as young as I was, and I wasn't uh, too young. But um, it, but we that he was calling for a million teenagers to come to Washington D.C. to pray for spiritual awakening in our nation before the election in 2000. And and so I was like, all right, this will be interesting. I'm picturing some arrogant surfer youth mm-hmm. pastor dude you know thinking he can get a million people well, lou angle is oh my gosh like he is a man he is an amazing guy and and so neither of us had business cards and he handed me his book called fast forward and i handed him my book called the 40-day revolution and and it was weird like i got to this room and in a room that was going to be filled with 500 people maybe i don't remember the numbers um there was only like four people in the room and two of them are telling this guy about a guy in Florida who has five 
4,000 teenagers. Oh, that's and you. I was like, I know him. And they're like, Richard Mull, meet Lou Engel, the guy I'd heard about. So it's like four or five people in the whole room. Wow. And I'm having this conversation with him and we're like hitting it off right away. Like, like, like what a connection. So he hands me his book. We we go sit down across the room, you know, and know to, knew where each other was. And I'm thumbing through his book and I find this illustration in my book or in his book. That's the same illustration as in my book. No way. About a pastor walking on the beach, swatting flies in California. And the Lord speaks to this pastor to go look up the names of Satan. One of the names of Satan is Beelzebub, and which is Lord of the Flies. Yeah. And in, 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 in his research, the way to eradicate an infestation of flies is with a 40-day treatment. You can't we're eradicating with one-time treatment because the life cycle is 40 days. So you have to treat over and over again. We had fruit fly infestation at that time in Florida, and they were flying over the, you know, uh, everywhere with planes and helicopters wow. dusting the whole, you know, our cars were being ruined, paint was being ruined and stuff like that. So all that is in my book. It's in his book. And we're both wow. seeing this. And and he goes, I want a million copies in DC. <laughs> and I'm like, you're crazy. It was like the fifth time he asked. I was like, I think this guy means it. You're like, because we were operating out of the bedroom of my house. Yeah. Putting every, we put we bought every book with on a credit card. We'd have an event and pay off the credit card. That's how we were operating, living completely by faith. And sure enough, we had we we only had thirty five thousand copies, and I watched about a half a million people stand up and commit to doing this. But the prayer and fasting for the nation and the election they believe turned the tide of that election in 2000. And so imagine again, if we really mobilize, and I know there's, there's people calling for a million people in DC to. before this election. We need to. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I don't see being as involved as I am. I honestly don't see us making it if we don't have revival. Yeah. I mean, we've had Trump trains. Did we ever have a Jesus train? Yeah. Did we ever do that? No. Um, I, I, I have an idea, which I'm not going to be able to do it before the end of the year, but I would like to do a Jericho drive where mm. we meet at different parts. We have Christian flags and American flags and we go, you know, city hall to city hall, put our hands on it and pray and cast mm. the demons out. And we're taking over and yeah. mom's home chores didn't get done. Butts are getting beat, you know? Like, <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. I just have to get through this big gala I have and then I can start planning it. So it's. You know, I think God is moving. Yes. I really do. I feel it. Thank we you for what you're doing. Oh, we need, and we need spirit filled yeah. people mm -hmm. in those places. People that walk in dominion and authority. We have yeah. way more dominion and authority than we, we realize do. if we woke yeah. up and realize that. Yeah. Because religion isn't going to change our nation. No, it's not. And uh, politics won't either. Yeah. And, and it says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That means if, if the effective fervent prayer can avail much, that means there's such a thing as ineffective prayers. Oh. And we need to get over ineffective prayers and learn how to pray effective prayers <laughs> that avail much. Wow. Yeah, because I know there's different forms of prayer, like, you know, when you're in your shower crying because things are falling apart, you know, then there's, you know, where you're, you know, you pray every day after you read your Bible. Yeah. So what would be ineffectual? Is it just because your heart's not? You in know what? Honestly, there I've found seasonings in myself where I'm like, all I've done is grumble and complain. And that... It, the earth swallowed people up for that. So I'm like, Lord, thank you for not, you know, I'm like, like, why am I grumbling and complaining? Yeah. It's, it says, you know, I've given you authority to trample serpents and scorpions and overcome all of the power of the enemy. And I'm like, 
And and the Lord's like, when was the last time you trampled some serpents and scorpions? When was the last time you took dominion and walked in authority over this? And I was like, and I know it, I teach it. And yeah. and I'm like, how did I switch to yeah. grumbling and complaining in prayer? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm praying to, for the enemy, for the darkness to be exposed. Yeah. Like one of the biblical prayers was, was um, they call them imprecatory prayers. And it was like, like I know people curse us. I know that we have mm-hmm. satanic spiritual opposition. I can feel it in the middle of the yeah. night. And I pray that uh, I pray, I pray this in mercy, Lord, let every curse that they try to put on me and my family come back on them with vengeance and let them know it's because they messed with the son of God and let them wake up to the reality that you are more powerful, You that, that, wow. that they're, calling on the wrong spirits so that they'll repent. I don't want, I don't, I don't spend my energy praying curses on anybody. I want to pray blessings on them, but if you're going to curse me, all right, I'm going to do that. Let it come back. (laughs) But, but Lord, let it be in mercy. Let it open their eyes. Let them see. First of all, so they stop messing with my kids. They stop messing with me. I, I don't want my family to have to deal with that. And my kids grew up understanding more about, we cast demons out in our house, the sick were healed in our house. And, uh, and people were like, you can't do that. Not in your own house. You're going to, you the demons are going to be there. And I'm like, going, oh, no, we're not open to that. We, we, you're not yeah. welcome here. You can't hang out here. I've, you know, I've, I've sanctified, well, not I sanctified, but I've, I've prayed yeah. that in my own house to oh, get yeah. out. We had to do out. it over and over and over again. And we would recognize times where it's like, wow, we got to pray over our house again. Mm-hmm. Stuff's happening here that we don't we don't want to put up with any longer. Yeah, I I prayed for um I was being heavily attacked by the same person and I was like God smite him smite him you know I was having those moments it's an okay and then I'm friend. sitting there like uh like Jonah like you're not smiting him fast enough why is he still there oh, <laughs> smite him faster Excuse I'm waiting them. I'm waiting God yeah. <laughs> you know yeah so yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then you get to the point where you're like, you know, God, I want to want to pray for them, but I don't really want to pray for them. Yeah. It says, bless those who curse you, bless and do not curse. And mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that, that Jesus commanded, so I'm like going, how do I pray a blessing over them? Yeah. You know, and- Where and your uh, go out running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's just rough. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. It's been rough. Yeah. <laughs> but- the, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. I do feel like I was picked up and put on a course Mm -hmm. and God's like, go. And you're like, what direction? Just run. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'll catch you up. Don't worry about it. And sure enough, he does like every step of the way. How many, you have kids? I do. Yeah. How old? Yeah. I have three daughters. Yeah. Um, they are 24, 22, and 17. Close to the yes. of my kids. Yes. And um, very proud of them. I'm very thankful I had girls. Yeah. Um, they're so much fun once they get past the hair pulling and the girls are by nature, whew, um, wild animals. And um, <laughs> yeah. So boys, you can have a hundred boys. You throw one girl in the mix. <laughs> the whole like oh it's yeah there's we house parents at a boarding high school so we had know. boys and at first i thought well we, we got the tough job yeah until like mm-hmm. man they were like no that's the easy <laughs> there might be a hole in the wall every now and yes. then but by but by dinner time they're like hugging on you and yeah. you know and the girls if one girl was against you oh all the girls were against you it was yeah. like 
Yeah, yeah. It was, it's it was called relational aggression. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm very thankful to have girls and they're good girls. I mean, they're not, you know, in the realm of issues, they're minor, you know, um, I have one that works for a Senator. Um, I have one that works, um, she's finding out what she wants to do. So she was going through piloting school and then decided no. And then she decided I'm going to run a Kaba bar. And so she's, and I come from, I, I have experience in um, medical research. And then I also worked for a um, Ayurvedic doctor back in the day. So I'm like, all right, but you know, be careful. <laughs> you know, and then my youngest one is in school. My youngest one, we pulled her out of, um, she lost her freshman year. Mm. I'm angry about that. Mm. Um, the government, you know, messed around with kids, kids lost senior years, graduations, mm, weddings. Yeah. They lost a lot. And, yeah. and I, I'm, you're not taking anything away from my kids yeah. anymore. So I pulled my youngest one out and then I thought, okay, cause even private schools were masking and yeah. Christian schools were masking. Step out on faith, Christian school. You say you're in ministry, yeah. try that theory, yeah. step out on faith. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so finally when all that was lifted, I said, well, you're getting out of my house. You're going to school. You're going to school. We prayed about it. She would not go anywhere but Keswick. And I was a public school mom. So she's at Keswick Christian School and she's loving it. Mm. So she's been there two years. Very oh. happy. Yeah. Oh. But I'm almost an empty nester and I'm not quite okay with it. <laughs> they really do just leave you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Get all the snuggles and hugs. Yeah. They will stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. We, we get the we get the grandkids. They were living in our house. Uh, well, apartment, but. They they lived at our house yeah. until recently. So I love that. They, on Saturdays, did a bunch of yard work, and I was like, I'm missing the grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> it was later that day that we're over there. Drop them off whenever. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! That's like when you pray. You know, I, I've been telling God what I want. You know, God, I want to be a grandmother. I want to have a lot of grandchildren. Mm -hmm. You know, adopt, have them, borrow them whatever. I want to have mm -hmm. a lot of grandchildren. And you know, when you pray about things, you know, like yeah. that's what I want, you know, and I'm hoping the world doesn't end before I get a whole bunch of grand, you know, that's what I've wanted my whole life is yeah. a grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you pray about activism or doing something, stepping out and you know, you have to get past the prayer of, okay, God, I want to help you. I want to do this or whatever you want me to do, but please don't hurt my children. Take my money attack my body you're going through the list of things of okay these are off the table and then god's like do you really want to serve me like you're giving me a lot of conditions there's a lot of you yeah. in that prayer you know not very much of me and so that stepping out on faith is a lot yeah. but yeah my next i can't wait for grandkids <sighs> yeah yep yeah so thank you so much no you're welcome you pray Will you pray for everyone listening and, and for the spiritual climate here in Hillsborough County and, and just close us in a... In a Take in, dominion. Yes. In, right. Oh, goodness. Okay. Now I, I cry when I pray. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, God, for you, finally getting me here today. And I um, am very honored that I get to be a part of this at all. Yes, Lord. And I beg God that you will help the Christians in Hillsborough. Oh, My uncles were pastors over here. I know we have Christians over here. I pray, God, that you will help them stand up. Mm. Stand up and take control mm. in your name of everything going on 
I pray, God, that when our Christians walk into school boards and into county commissions and into Tampa, that wicked den of vipers, Tampa, mm-hmm. I pray, God, that you will send with them Holy Spirit yes, with them, Lord. that you will send angels to fight on our behalf, that mm-hmm. the demons have to run, that mm-hmm. they are not allowed to even gossip and talk to each other, that they have to plug their ears and run. And I pray, God, that you will show mm-hmm. our state what Hillsborough could, has, is ready to do, God. Come on. Yes. I pray, God, that Jane Castor, that wicked woman, that you will get her saved. I do pray for her soul. And I pray, God, that she will repent of her lifestyle. And her main repentance is that she's ignored your Holy Spirit's voice. Mm. I pray, God, for the gay lifestyle in in all of Florida and Tampa Bay, Lord, that you will have a revival amongst Mm. our gay community and help them realize that they're in bondage. Mm. And I pray, God, for other people in Tampa that you realize they're in bondage. And they're children of God, and that's not what they're called to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. In your precious name, amen. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Hey. Amen. No apologies for crying here. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. Well, that's what you're doing. If you guys enjoyed this episode, like, <laughs> comment, and share, and look for the Patriot Group on Facebook. Town Hall Patriots Pinellas. Town Hall Patriots, Patriots is there any do you know of anything in Hillsborough County similar? We have a Facebook group there. It's um Town Hall Patriots Hillsborough. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But we don't have meetings in Hillsborough. We do like a Tampa Bay meeting in Mugs, Icot, in Okay. It's right across the bridge. Okay. So it's an easy, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can also plug you into places in Tampa. If you're a Christian, you want to get involved, I can plug you into all the right places over here as well. Now, would you guys wanna have a meeting if we open the doors here? Yes here uh, yes invite people yes we have a uh, i can show you we can seat about a hundred people would love to okay yeah like you guys listening and you think that'd be cool and you'd want to get involved let us know yeah comment share and i'm not a control freak i'm gonna hand you directions and then you just run (laughs) yeah awesome very good thank you that was fun yes it was i thought